Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Nidaram daf chav zayin. We are holding on daf chav vavam base three lines from the end of the page. Eisve ravino le rava chav vavam base. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Li'ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Allah Shalom. It's also sponsored by Eliza and Zev Belsky, Nishmas, Eliza's grandfather, who was nifter this past Shabbos, Yehoshua ben Tzvi. Allah Shalom, Nisham Shem Naliyah. It is also sponsored anonymously in honor of the Shloshim for Chanaleya Bas Moshe, her Nisham Shem Naliyah. It's also sponsored by the Shulman children for the yard site of their mother, Linda Shulman, Leia Bas Ephraim, Nisham Shem Naliyah. And we thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So we are still in the sugya of Neder Shuta Maksasu Hutarkulo or of Nad Hutarkulo. And we had this whole discussion. Does it make a difference if when the guy says, oh, had I known that my father was in the group, my brother was in the group, or whatever it is that he was unaware of, then I would have said, does it make a difference whether he would have changed the entire phrasing of his neder or whether he just would have uh, added to the phrasing of his neder? So uh, the Gemara is going to have a couple of more rayos in that sugya, that machlokas between Rava and Rabba about how to understand the machlokas between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. And that's going to bring us all the way to the Mishnah in the middle of Amr Aleph. Then the Mishnah in Amr Aleph is going to talk about Nidre Onsen. It's going to give us examples of Nidre Onsen, meaning we started this parak by saying that there are four types of Nidarim that are Hutameyaleim, that automatically become Mutu. You don't even need to be Matir in a Beisdin or with a Chacham or anything else. And they were Nidre Zruzin, Nidre Havai, Nidre Shkagos, and Nidre Onsen. So we already went through the first three. Mishnah by Mishnah, we went through examples of the first three. So this Mishnah is going to give us three examples of Nidre Onsen. Then the Gemara is going to talk about when a tenai is fulfilled through an onus. Is that considered to be a kiyuma tenai? Let's say a person makes a tenai that uh, this should be chal, like uh, you should be able to uh, destroy this document if I don't come back, or this should, this get should be chal, if I do not return. So his, his and, and then he doesn't return, but only because of an onus. So is his not returning, which is a kiyuma tenai, that only happens because of some sort of onus that came up, is that considered a fulfillment? of the tonight. We're going to see whether we distinguish between Dine Mamanis and Dine Nefashos and Nidarim and uh, different levels of Onus, something that's known as Gomer that he should ne- never would have thought of, something that's known as that he would have thought of. So that's going to uh, that that is going to lead us into a discussion about Asmachta as well, because if a person gives a star to Beisdin and says here's all my proof and if I don't bring more proof by 30 days, you could destroy that star. Doesn't that border on Asmachta? Does he really want to uh, commit. To, he's just saying that I'm very confident in my ability. He doesn't think it's going to happen, that he's, uh, that he's not going to be able to bring whatever rios he has. So that's going to be the discussion of Asmachta, and that will bring us all the way to the Mishnah on the bottom of Ambez. And the Mishnah on the bottom of Ambez, which we probably won't get to today, is going to give more examples of Nidre Onsim. So let's begin three lines at the bottom of the page. Andaf Chavav Ambez. Eisve Ravina Lerava. So Ravina challenges Rava from a brisa. Sometimes a person takes a nether and part of the nether becomes mutter and part of the nether remains intact. It remains asr. What would be an example of such a nether? A person takes a nether from a basket full of figs that he had in front of him and then he realizes he realizes that there are the types of figs that are called in that basket. The Mefarish explains 
that the Benos Shuach is a type of fig that comes up throughout Shas, and sometimes it's called Benos Sheva. That's what the Shidim Gubetzes writes as well. The Shidim Gubetzes writes that they're called Benos Sheva because their dinim of Shviyas, of Shemitah, is different than all other payrolls. That the payrolls of Benos Sheva that are Nechnat B'Shviyas, that start to uh, sprout in the Shemitah year, are not Nigmar until the Shana Hachiyas, until the ninth year. It takes very long for this fruit to fully grow and, uh, and ripen. So that's what the Mishnah says in the fifth paragraph of Masechus Shavias. The Shittim Gvetzas writes that they're called uh, um, that, that they're called Sheva because uh, Adam Arishon ate from, from them according to the Shita in Sanhedrin Davayin that the eights that Adam Rishon ate from was in the eights Hadas was a Te'ena and since they caused the Knas of Misa they're called Benos Sheva because they brought Shivas Yimei Avelus into the world so they're called Benos Sheva because that's what brought about the concept of Shiva in the, uh, in the world so that's a suggestion that the Shidim Gretzis has okay whether they're Benos Shuach Benos Sheva or uh, they're both of those names so uh, he didn't realize that this Te'ena that this basket of te'enim has these delicious figs in it. And he said, Had I realized that uh, that these types of te'enim were in this basket, these high quality te'enim were in these bas- were in this basket, I never would have taken an eder. Tosos Masech Roshan Adaf points out, you see very clearly that Shuach are the best kinds of te'enim, that they are delicious and therefore the guy over here says he would not have wanted to take a nether from such delicious fruits. And that's what it sounds like in the Sugi and Shavu stuff Yudalit as well. Tosos raises the question, though, that in the first paragraph of Demai and also Gemara Navadzar Daf Yudalit, it sounds just the opposite, that Pino Shuach are the worst type of Te'enim. So which is it? We have different, uh, we have conflicting uh, impressions throughout Shas, whether these are the best Te'enim or the worst Te'enim. So Tosos says there are two separate minim. One of them is called Pino which is a min garua, and one is called Benosheva, which is a uh, which is a really wonderful min, and uh, that's what we're really talking about over here. We use the word Benoshuach; it's really a typo. It really means to say Benosheva because Benosheva, the really good ones, of Benosheva are really the bad ones. The Ritva quotes Ramban that no, it doesn't mean over here that he wouldn't have taken the neder because he so loves to eat these teinim. He would have wanted them because they're so delicious. No, he's saying he wouldn't have taken the neder because it's such a min garua. You don't need to take a, a neder that you're not going to eat it. Why would I want to eat these? They're disgusting. He would only take a nether for something that's delicious. So this Gemara is not indicating that they are uh, good. It's indicating that they're bad. But either way, he says, had I known that uh, that this type of ta'ina was in this basket, I never would have taken the nether. So the Allah is, ha-kalkala surah, all the other ta'inim in the basket remain asr. The nether remains intact. But benoshuach mutaros, these ta'inim that he never would have wanted to take the nether, they're going to be mutar. Ad shabar rabbi akiva valimeh until Rabbi Akiva disagreed and he said neder shutar muksaso hutar kulo that if part of the neder is no longer binding no part of the neder is binding at all and therefore uh, all of the ba- all of the te'enim in the basket are totally mutter to him so my love isn't the case that we're talking about the, the Amar that after he realized that the Benoshuach were in the basket he said had I realized that these Benoshuach were in the basket the Yisiyomer te'enim 
Shkenim, Shkoros, Ulevanos, Asuros, Peroshuach, Mutaros, I would have singled out and identified which ones are going to be Asur to me and identified Peroshuach as that which would be Mutter to me. And so, meaning I would have changed my entire phrasing. I said initially the entire basket. I would not have said the entire basket except for Peroshuach. I would have said the Levanos and the Shkoros, but not the Peroshuach. So, the Rabbi Akiva and, uh, Rabbi, uh, and, and it's Rabbi Akiva who holds that Hutamaksasu Hutukulo, Upligi Rabbanon, but the Rabbanon apparently disagree in this Brisa and hold that, that even though Hutamaksasu, not Hutarkulo, even when you change the phrasing entirely, we don't say Nedesh Hutamaksasu Hutukulo. So that's a Kasha and Rava, because Rava holds that if you're Machlif Tvarov, if you would have changed the phrasing, Everyone agrees that it's Hutar Kulo. So this is a kasha on the Shita of, uh, of Rava. Tosos raises the question that why it is that, that we make this assumption, meaning we're making, it never said what, 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 his, uh, you know, what his phrasing was when he changed his mind. Why are we making the assumption that his phrasing when he changed his mind was to change the entire way he would have taken the ned there? Particularly when we, uh, when you keep in mind what we finished with yesterday, which was a raya from onions, the Gemara assumed as a davar pashut that he said ilu kufri. The assumption the Gemara made is that when he changed his mind, he would have maintained his lashon when it came to onions. All of a sudden, when it comes to figs, the natural assumption is that when he changed his mind, he would have changed his lashon when he realized what was there. There, he would have changed his lashon as well. Why by onions do we assume he would have maintained his lashon and by figs we assume he would have changed his lashon. So Tosus assumes that when it comes to an onion since he says kodem batzal alai, so it sounds like all of the batzalim, so it's as if he said beferish kodem kola batzalim alai. So the Gemara understood bepshitos that when he changes his mind, mistama, he still would have said kola batzalim. But when it comes to the kalkala, he didn't say kodem kola kalkala alai. He didn't Say the entirety of the basket. So the Gemara understood that when he changed his mind, his stomach would have said he would have singled uh, singled them out as opposed to uh, as opposed to keeping the lashon of the uh, entire basket. Okay, whatever the indication was, there was something that gave this, such an indication to the Gemara. But bottom line is, we have a kasha on Rava because Rava holds that when you're machlif tevarav lukule almuts hutarkulo, and over here in this brisa it says that even if he's machlif tevarav, only Rabbi Akiva says hutarkulo. But the Rabbanan disagree. So it says Lo. We're not talking about a case of Machlif Tvarav. It's Baomer Ilusiadeh. The case is that the guy says, Had I known that there were Benoshuach in this basket, I would have maintained my original Lashon Neder and I would have just appended onto the end of the Lashon of the Neder that the Benoshuach are going to be. Are going to be uh, mutaros, and since he's being ma'amid l'shono, he's not being machlif l'shono. The rabbanon hold like the beishamay that lo hutar kulo, and Rabbi Kiva holds like the beisilo that hutar kulo in such a case, because uh, the uh, we look more at uh, the end of his ta- of his statement, which is chutz shuach, and that's considered that he's been mishaned varav. So man tan rabbanon, a final raya over here. We just try to identify who is the tana that holds in the brisa, the the brisa that says as follows. If a person takes a nether against five people all at once, if, the, if, uh, if one of them becomes hutar, they all become mutter. But if, he's, uh, if he takes a nether from minus one of them, 
That one is going to be mutter, the rest of them are going to be asr. The Gemara is assuming right now that both in the Reisha and in the Seifa, both of these cases of Nadami Chamisha B'nei Adam and the case of Chutzme Echemehan, we're talking about a case where initially he was no there from Kul Chemasurin, that all Chamisha B'nei Adam are going to be asr. It's just that in the Reisha we're talking about that when he changes his mind and he tries to, uh, and he tries to back out regarding one of them, he says, you know, I would have said Ploni or Ploni, Yasurim and uh, Plomi is 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 mutter. So even if Hutra Achimam and the Seifa is when it's Maimid Dvarim, not when it's Machlif Dvarim. And he says, oh, if I would have known that I want to be Matir one of them, I would have said, Kul I would have maintained my Lashon, and I just would have added on, Chutz So even if it's Hutra Muxaso, it's not Hutra Kulos. So that's what the Gemara explains. Who's the Tana that holds that when you're Machlif Dvarav, it's Hutra Kulo? And who's the Tana that holds that when you're Mamid Dvarav, it's not Hutra Kulo? So the Gemara says, very simple, that. Uh, that is based on the Machlokas Rabbah and Rava. Il Rabbah, according to Rabbah, Reisha Rabbi Akiva, the Reisha that says that when you're Machlif Tvar Kulo follows Rabbi Akiva and only Rabbi Akiva, the Seifa, Divrayakol, but the Seifa that says that when you're Mamid Tvarav, it's not Hutar Kulo, that goes like everybody, because uh, even Rabbi Akiva's moda that it's not Hutar Kulo, the way Rabbah understands it. The Rava, and if you're, uh, you're going to assume like the Shi of Rava, Seifa Rabbanan, the Seifa is only going like the Shita of the Rabbanan, because Rabbi Akiva would say, even by Mamid Varav, it's Utar Kulo, Veresha, Devrekal, and the Resha is going like everybody, because when you're Machlif Tvarav, everyone's going to agree, Hutar Muktsaso, Hutar Kulo, right? That was the whole Machlokas, Rava and Rava. Which case does everybody agree about? Does everybody agree about the case of Mamid Varav, or does everybody agree about the case of Machlif Tvarav? So that concludes that sugya of so now we move on to another sugya. So again, we've been going through since the beginning of the parak four types of nedarim that are mutameyaleim. You don't even need to go to a chacham or beidin or anything. The nedar simply is automatically hutar. So we said that there's such a thing as nidre zruzin and nidre havai and nidre shkados, and now we're up to nidre. Onsen. So Nidre Onsen. What are examples of Nidre uh, of Nidre Onsen? So Hidiru Chaveru Shiochletzlo. Someone invites someone to eat a meal at his house, and, and uh, the uh, the the uh, invitee uh, asks the uh, host that he should take a nether, that if I don't eat by you, that uh, that, that uh, your, your nechassim should be asr to me. And v'chalahu, o'shechalah b'no, o'shechvonar. And then one of three things happens where he's unable to come. Either he gets sick, or his son gets sick, or a river prevents him from arriving. Hare elu nidre onsen. That is called nidre onsen, that the chamra matir, because he never took the nether, al das, that an onus would happen that would prevent him from arriving at the, uh, the suda. Now, these three examples, Chalahu, Chalabino, Ikva Nahar. So the uh, the Nimuka Yosef explains that uh, that it's Lozu Avzu. Not only if it's if 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 uh, he gets sick is the nether bottle because it's an onus chamur. Uh, it's an onus that happens on his goof. But even if Chalabino, which is not something that happens to his goof, it's also considered an onus 
to be mevatel the neder. And even if the onus is not on on, on anybody's goof, it's only an onus mamon ikvonar, where he could pay a lot of money to be able to get uh, to get a new boat to be able to go to go over the river. Even that's called an onus because it was not olabedas to take a nether in a way that it would have such a, that it have any sort of onus. Hassan Nebuka Yosef explains that, why it is that we have all three examples uh, in this Mishnah of, uh, of Nidre Onsen. So uh, it's also interesting that Chala Beno is, uh, is an onus, that, uh, that if his Ben becomes sick, that that's considered his onus. The, uh, the, the, uh, the, there's a Tshuva in the Chuta Meshulash uh, where he was asked about a minute of some people that when their son gets sick after the son uh, has has uh, refuah, uh, the father gets up by the Sefer Torah and benches Gomel for the refuah saben. So is that a brach shenitzricha? Because the bracha was only for the chol- the bracha was nitkan for uh, people who went through a dangerous situation themselves, not when uh, someone else went through a dangerous situation. So he brings a raya from Gemara bracha stuff and from the Pirush Harach that other people are able to say a bracha. To, uh, to give hoda'ah uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a refuah of a chola. So certainly a father for a son. It could even be by other chola. And then he says, and even if you say that you can't, that one person cannot be mevar, uh, cannot bench gomel for someone else's refuah, but a ben is different. A ben is chashu kegufo and yoser migufo. So uh, certainly they'd, they'd agree that a father could be mevar for a son, and especially a ben katan, where if he would die, it would only be ba'avonav, if the Gemara says in Shabbos Tav Kofei, the Gemara says because of something to do with the father. So and you see that in a lot of places. That it all relates to the father. So his Ben uh, Katan is, is, is like his Gufi. He has a Chi where it's a, it, the Misa of the child would reflect on the father more than it does the child. The child's an innocent child. So certainly he should be Mavarich. But if he's a Ben God, and he could be Mivarich himself. And uh, if he would die, it would be Ishbechet Oyumas. It would not have nothing to do with the father. So it uh, could be that if, if you hold that other people are not allowed to be Mivarich for Gomel, for uh, somebody else, so too a father should not be Mivarich Gomel. For the uh, for the child, and we see that uh, that the minig was only for katanim. So the minig is a minig tov because it was only for for katanim. That's how how he uh, how how he says the mishabur writes in the name of Achronim that a katan never has to bench gomel, and it's based on the magen avram. Shari tshuva writes in the name of Shari Ephraim and the Maksu bracha that he, that even a father doesn't bench gomel for the child because it's hagomel lechayavim tovos shagomeli kaltuv. That implies that they're chayiv in some way. So they're, they're not chayiv, they're, they're children, they're innocent. So uh, the whole bracha, the whole nusach bracha doesn't apply to a, uh, to a child. But uh, anyway, so you see, chalabino is something that relates directly uh, to, the, uh, to the father. A lot of times I find when something happens, uh, when the child is in danger, the parent very much wants to bench kolmel, meaning uh, so the, they're very unhappy when you say, no, you don't bench kolmel for, uh, for a child. But usually when you tell them the reason, they're happy about it. About that meaning, uh, no, the child can't be chayiv. He's an innocent child. The nusach bracha doesn't work. Chayavim. The whole bracha of gomel assumes that you were chayiv, and the child is never considered to be chayiv. So you, so you give hodah takarish baruch in other ways. You give a lot of tzedakah. That should be a hodah takarish baruch So people would rather make a bracha than give a lot of tzedakah. But giving giving tzedakah is a good thing to do uh, also. So uh, so says the gemara. gavra such is the strength of a person's desire to be mevarich Hashem that they'd even rather do that than give tzedakah. So who gavra the atvis zachvasa there, there was a, uh, a guy that had a, a, a star of 
zechuyos. He had a he had a document that enumerated his zechuyos or his rights to a particular land, and he gave it to Basin because uh, he wanted thirty days to gather all of his evidence that he needed for his case. And apparently, he was a flight risk. Basin was concerned that he was going to run away, so he gave the star the star that he had in hand that had all of his uh, all of his uh, rayas. So Amar Ilo Asina Tosin and he says, if I don't come back within thirty days, so let all my zuchuyos become batal. Itnis velo asa. An onus happened and he was not able to come within 30 days. So Amr of Huna, batal zachvase. Even though it was an onus that, that prevented him from coming, his zuchuyos are batal because from the time he gave those stars to Bezin, he never made it tonight that only if I don't bring my rayas until 30 days without an onus preventing me from coming, then the star should be batal. He never said anything about an onus. He said, if I don't come, and he didn't come. So he fulfilled his tonight of not coming and the fact that he didn't uh, amend a uh, you know a, a, a writer to that that if there was an onus then it's going to be a different story so you see that his kavana was that if i don't come then this is going to be bottled regardless of why i don't come but wait a second, this is an onus that prevented him. And the rule in the Torah is that when an onus happens, one is not held responsible for that which is an onus. It's not his fault. It's a total. Uh, it's totally beyond his control. How do I know? Because the pasuk says when it comes to a nara murasa that was nebuch raped in a field somewhere, so uh, she had a Bia Asura, so uh, she, she, should she be punished for a Bia Asura? No, the Nara Lusasa Dabar, you don't do anything to the Nara. No, but she was raped, it has nothing to, it's not her fault. So we hear also when, it's, uh, when, when, he's, when he was prevented from coming back within 30 days because of an onus, whatever that onus was, so he should not lose out <coughs> His zuchuyos, because uh, it wasn't, uh, it was, it was, it was totally not, in, not in his control. So right away, the acharim say, are those two the same? Meaning, an onus of a punishment for an avera when you had no control over the avera. Where rachmanul a girl was attacked. So she's not going to be punished for an Avera. That I understand. deal. If I don't come back, so uh, then uh, then this then I'm committing that uh, that I don't I won't have rights to that star anymore. What does that have to do with an onesh in uh, in Basin? So that some suffer suggests that, uh, that that onus is not so much about uh, whether it's your fault. It's whether it would have been Ola al hadas. That uh, that meaning it's a combination of the fact that it's not your fault and that it's uh, something. That could have been Ola al Hadas that you didn't uh, that you didn't account for. Meaning, uh, th- we live in a scary world, and unfortunately, you go to any police station, they'll tell you that onus is something that uh, that uh, the girls are attacked all the time. So every time a girl goes out alone into uh, you know in the dark in a dangerous area, sadly, that's something that has to be in the back of her mind somewhere. That uh, that there's always that possibility. So that kind of that's what that's the equation that we're making. That the possibility has to cro- might cross the person's mind that uh, that it would happen. And uh, when when uh, when when uh, when she goes out, so the possibility of this ca- kind of onus should have crossed this fellow's mind when he said that uh, he's not going to come back within 30 days. Still, the cash is better than tarots. But the maybe you're going to say that only the gabi and onus misa, which is very chamor, the Torah. Paters and onus, but by a tenai, when it comes that relates to mamon, you're going to be chayiv even when you were not makayim the tenai as a result of an onus. 
But our Mishnah tells us that even when it comes to Dini Mamanus, Nidre Yonsen, Hidiru Chaveru that our Mishnah says that the nether becomes mutter if there was an onus that uh, that prevented the fellow from uh, fulfilling the tonight. So you see that even when it comes to Nadarim, uh, when he was when he was prevented from from coming due to an onus, the nether becomes mutter because he was not noder aldas that this onus would prevent him from from uh, from attending the suuda. So in this case as well, the the guy didn't uh, make a tonight that he's going to lose the shtar zuchuyos aldas that an onus is going to prevent him from coming back within thirty days. So when he doesn't come back within thirty days. As a result of an onus, he should not lose the uh, the zuchuyos. So Ula Rava so says the Gemara. According to Rava, who holds that if he doesn't come back because of an onus, he does not lose the zuchuyos. Meaning we view it as if he did come back, and uh, the the uh, the deal was that if I don't come back for on my own volition, if I don't come back, the, I, I lose the zuchuyos. But if it was an onus, he does not lose the zuchuyos. Well, Maishna, why should this be any different? Mehadetan from the Mishnah that we had in Meseches Gitten, where a guy gives a get to his wife before he goes out on a trip and uh, at the time that he gives the get he makes it tonight and he says this should be your get starting from now if I don't come back within 12 months meaning if, uh, if I'm not back within a year the get should be held right now and then he doesn't come back within a year because he dies within the year so he was the tonight of not returning within 12 months but it was because of an onus. It was because of an onus misa. So I raise a get. So that's a valid get because he said may achshav, and therefore meaning even though we have a klal ein get lachar misa, that once a person dies, it's too late to get divorced. You can only get divorced while you're alive. You can't get divorced while while you're dead. Uh, over here, he said may achshav. So the get was chal before he ever uh, before he died. So uh, so it's not a chisarun of a get lachar misa. So but if Rava is correct that a tonight that's fulfilled machmas onus is not considered a kiyum atanai. Am I? Amenasidnis. Why would the get bichal over here? Yes, he was mekayim the tanai of not coming back within twelve months, but he was only mekayim that tanai baonus, and therefore it shouldn't be considered a kiyum atanai. So, uh, it's a, it, so why is it that it's a reze get that we say that it's a get? So the uh, the Tosus points out that the kasha is not a kasha from our Mishnah on the Mishnah Masechus Gitten because it's partial to the Gemara that we can be more makil by Nadarim, right? Meaning we don't just ask a direct stira from this Mishnah Gitten against our Mishnah about Nidreyonsin, that apparently when it comes to uh, to, to, to Nidreyonsin, we say that it is full, you know, how come that's not a direct stira to Tahareza uh, Get in Masechus Gitten? He says, because it's understood that we're going to be more makil when it comes to Nidarim than, uh, than we will be when it comes to Gitten. How do I know more makel when it comes to Nadarim? The whole parak. The whole parak is our ba Nadarim that are Hutar Me'alayim. So we have all sorts of Nadarim that we're makel about. So that wasn't the Kasha. <coughs> And that's why it's only to Ra, according to Rava who compares our Mishnah to the din of Makvis Zuchuyosav of going to Basin and saying, "Here's my Shtar Zuchuyos and take this." And if I don't come back within thirty days, that we don't know of any known kulas. It's only once once Rava made that equation. Now we're asking on, uh, on from from the Gemara and Gittin. So says the Gemara Amri. The Gemara answers. Maybe we could be mechalik between a get on the one hand and Matvis Zuchuyosav on the other hand. Dilma Shiny Asa. Maybe. 
dafka by a get, even though the kimatnai was baonas, the get is going to be chal. Di have a yada to miss because if this guy knew that he was going to die within twelve months, min the altar have a nami min the altar he for sure would have given the get without any tnai attached to it. He would have wanted to give the get right away because his whole point in giving the get is that the wife should not require a yibum since he doesn't have any children. But a guy who's matfus chiyosef, if he would know that an onus is going to happen, he would never have been mevatel the chiyosef. Meaning, by the case of the get. Adraba, he wants this get to be chal, especially if he dies. That's the whole purpose of the get. He doesn't want to leave his wife in Aguna. He doesn't want to leave his wife <coughs> requiring chalitza. But in the case of Matthew Zuchiyosef, he's not especially interested in losing all of his Zuchiyos on that uh, on, on that on that land. So that's uh, that's why perhaps it's uh, it's different. Um, the uh, so okay. So says the uh, the 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 Gemara Viter. The Gemara asks that uh, a tainus onus doesn't work. According to Rava, the guy does not come back because of an onus. It's not a kiyum atenai. He does not lose his zuchuyos. So Maishna Mehu Darmalu. Why is this any different than the famous case? It's famous because it's in all the yeshivishim asechtas in Ksubis and Gitten. The case where a guy gives a get to his wife and he says Ilo Asina Mikan Va'ad Yom and he says to the to the Eidei get that if I don't come be to within 30 days from now, then let this get be chal. But if I do return within 30 days, then I don't want to get to be chal. I still want to be married when I come back, but I promise I'm coming back within 30 days. If I don't come back within 30 days, the get will be chal. Also, Paschim Abra, he, was, he intended to come back and he was right there, but then he just missed the boat. He missed the ferry that was going to bring him back to town. So, Amr uh, he's screaming there on the other side of the river with a megaphone, Chazuda Asai, Chazuda Asai, I'm here, I'm here, but he's not here, he's there, he's on the other side of the river. Vamr Shmuel, Lo Shmuel says, he's not here, he's there. So uh, even though he's very close to being here, he hadn't arrived. And therefore, the Tanai was fulfilled. His Tanai was, if I don't come back within 30 days, Hitaka didn't come back within 30 days, and therefore the get is going to be Chal. I, but it was because of an onus that he didn't come back. Apparently, the Taina of onus does not prevent the get from being Chal. So according to Rava, who learns from our Mishnah, that if a person doesn't come back as a result of an onus, that that's not called the fulfillment of the Tanai, am I, why is it that, uh, that, that by, by a get, it is con- con- considered a fulfillment of the Tanai, after all, it was an Ones, and uh, apparently that's, uh, that's considered a fulfillment of the Tanai. So it says, maybe an Ones that's common, that everyone uh, uh, knows is likely to happen, is different from an Ones that's totally uncommon. So an Ones that's, uh, that's, that's something that happens all the time, a person should have been mala alad that it, that it might happen, and he should have therefore included it as a tanai at the time of the nesinas I get. That if an onus like this happens, then I don't want the get to be chal. And since he did not make that a tanai, the get is going to be chal, even <coughs> if as an onus, even if as a result of an onus, he did not he did not come. But an onus is not common at all. Chaluhu, chalubno. People don't think of those things. It would never be ola aladas. Then. He should not have had to make the tonight that if it happens, he doesn't want to lose out on the zuchuyos, and therefore he does not lose out on the zuchuyos if such a if such a type of onus does not uh, does a, the, the, uh, if such a type of onus happens. Um abra migli onse the, the the ferry boat people miss a train all the time people miss boats all the time so that's considered megalia unse that's considered to be an onus that is uh, that is revealed. The gemara also could have been mechalik. The ran points out between onus begitten and other onsin based on what the gemara says in the beginning of Masechus Ksubos, that Minatora may be really 
yesh tainus onus begitten that uh, that the tainus onus is is good enough to prevent a get from being chal just like in kolatarukula it's just that the chacham made us uh, a takana that ain onus begitten and therefore even if the tanai was fulfilled baonus the get is going to be chal because of exeru mishum tsnuos and mishum prutzos meaning if you actually read the rest of the sugya in the beginning of Ksubas, the gemara explains that gitten is an exception to the rule because they had to make a special takana that there were tsnuos there were sometimes that the Baal did not have an onus. He just decided not to come back. He found somebody else wherever he went off, and he was happy with his family there, so he decided not to come back. But his wife is such a tsunua that she's always choshesh, that maybe an onus happened, and maybe the get's not really chal. So he tells her, you know what? Even if an onus did happen, the get is chal. You're still free to uh, to remarry. Or, or Mishum Prutzo, sometimes they, they'll, they'll find out that an onus happened, and everyone will know that an onus happened, but there are no Eidim Badavar that Bezin, for Bezin to actually be able to Mivatel the get. And his wife is such a prutza. She says, "No, I don't think it was an onus. I think he just uh, he just you know is happily living somewhere else, and therefore I'm going to go get remarried." And maybe the husband is going to come, and he's going to say, I was Nanas. And the get is going to be Batal Mafreya. The children from the second husband are going to be Mamzerim. So we say, you know what, forget, Ones or no Ones, the get is Chal. And that way, she's free to get remarried, and we're not going to have any uh, any problems of the husband arriving later. So those are all Takonos Mid So the Ran says, really, on a Drabanan level, we, were, uh, we, we, uh, we, we could have just distinguished between get, which has these Takonos Drabanan, and other types of onus where you don't have such takonus drabanan. So says the, the Gemara Ulrafuna, according to Rafuna, even if he's nenas and he doesn't come within 30 days, um, well, wait a second. Isn't this whole thing in Asmachta? He goes and he gives all of his rayas to base, And he says, if I don't come back within 30 days, I lose all of these rayas. Obviously, he plans on coming back within 30 days. He, he's so much on his ability to uh, to show up and that he's not going to lose this shtar. So, Asmachta lokanya. And the din is that an Asmachta is not kona because he doesn't have a real gemiras das to be makna. His plan is to be makayim is chayvos. And so why does he lose his chuyos according to Rav Huna? So it says, shiny hachad mitfasan zuchusan. That over here it's different. Since he already took out the zuchuyos from his rishos and he gave them to somebody else, it's as if it's already, the, the shtaros were already collected and he has gemiras das to be mevatel them. And even if bederach klal asmachta is not kona, in this case asmachta is kona. So the Gemara says, well, wait a second. Even if you're matfis by somebody else, you, you bring whatever rights you have and you give it to a third party, do we then say that a smachta doesn't apply? No, that's one of the classic examples of a smachta. Just because you take the whatever you have rights to, you take your position of strength and you give it to somebody, you give it to a third party, does that mean that it's not an asmachta? One of the classic examples of asmachta, Misha para mitzvah chovo, a person who paid up part of the chov and he's not able to leave the shtar in the malva's hand so that the malva doesn't go collect uh, what he's, you know, collect again what he's already paid. So he leaves the shtar in a third party's hands. And the lova says, If I don't pay off the balance within 30 days, I'm hereby giving you permission to return the shtar back to the malva. And it says, I owe him $1,000. I already paid back $500. If I don't pay back the balance, if I don't pay back the $500 within 30 days, Give the whole thousand dollar star back to him, and he'll be able to collect the thousand dollars again from me. So he gives man son. If thirty days came and he has not yet paid up the balance, 
Rabbi Yossi, Omer Yitain. Rabbi Yossi says, a deal's a deal. You can give the Malva the start, even though the Lova assumed that he would be able to pay back within 30 days. And that's why he said that if I don't pay back within 30 days, you can give the star back to the to the Malva and he'll be able to collect because Asmachta is Kona. Rabbi Yudah, Omer, Lo Yitain. But Rabbi Yudah says, no, don't give the star back to the Malva. Kanya. That we don't pass like Rabbi Yossi holds a smachta Kanya. We pass like Rabbi Yudah that holds a smachta lo Kanya. That a smachta is not Kona. So this is a classic example of a smachta, and yet it's a case of hishlish eshtaro bialacher that you gave you gave uh, you gave the star to somebody else. And Rav holds that smachta is not Kona. So it's a kasha on Rafuna. Why does he pass against his Rebbe against Rav? Who was uh, his Rebbe? So says Gemara Shaini Hacha Damer Levatlan Zichvasei. Now, by the guy that was Matvis Zichuyosu Bebeizdin, if he says if I don't bring rayas within thirty days, then all my Zichuyos should become Batel. That's different because he said that his, his Zichuyos will become Batel. He's Moda that if he doesn't bring his rayas in the end of thirty days, his rayas are all Batel because they're all rayas Sheker. So uh, we can't use them anymore to be Tovei Mamon. Meaning it's as if he said Beferish that all of my rayas are all a bunch. Of of Shekhar v'chazav, and therefore we're not going to be able to use such rails. So how do we paskin when it comes to asmachta? V'hilchasa asmachta kanya. We paskin that asmachta is kona, and a person who is mechayiv himself to give something to somebody else, if I don't do a particular action, and in the end he doesn't do that action, the hischayivus is going to be chal. If he says, I'm going to lose my shtar zuchuyos, if I don't bring rails within 30 days, and then he doesn't come, so he loses his shtar zuchuyos, however the Gemara limits that in a certain sense. V'hu delo honest. That which asmachta is kona is dafka, that there was no onus that happened, that he just didn't fulfill what he said he would fulfill. But if the reason he was not able to fulfill his end of the bargain was because of an onus, then the other guy is not, is not kona, because certainly he was never ola al das, that an onus was going to happen. He never had it enter his mind that an onus would happen. And another limitation, you also have to make a kinyin from the mischayev, then since you made a kinyin with a kinyin sudar, that's going to be chal right now, so then it's not going to be an asmachta, because an asmachta is only shaykh in the case where it's just a hischayevus to somebody else, and the kinyin is going to be chal later on. But if you already made the kinyin in advance, then it's not going to enter into the parsha of Asmachta. <coughs> and even if you don't say the Kinyan should be Chal right now, but it's Bebezin Chashuv, if you're Maknatim in a Bezin Chashuv, that's also not considered an Asmachta because a person doesn't make a joke out of a Bezin Chashuv. So any Kinyan in a Bezin is considered to be a full Hoda'a, and it's as if you said Beferush that the Kinyan should be Chal Me'achshuv. What qualifies as a Bezin Chashuv? Every possible Shita appears in uh, Rishonim. The uh, Ran writes like the Beidina, the Rabbi Ami, the Rabbi Asi, the most Chashvabate din in the world. The Rambam writes uh, any Beisdin that has smicha. The Rush writes in the name Rabbeinu Meir any Beisdin chashuv, meaning Tamid Chamim uh, that uh, that know that Asmachta is not Lokanya uh, and so we call Hefker Beisdin Hefker. The Mordechai and other Rishonim say Beisdin chashuv is whatever the Beisdin is in that city. It means the local Beisdin of the city, not just some ad hoc Beisdin, but it's whatever the local Beisdin is in that city. So this is a little bit about uh, about Asmachta. A couple of other things that come up in the uh, 
the course of this uh, of this daf of this discussion. Um, the, uh, the 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 when we talk about ones, so there's a question uh, that that comes up halacha very often in terms of ones when it comes to an avera. Uh, the uh, we spoke about lenara losasa davar. So there's a uh, it came up unfortunately again recently. Uh, the nesivas has a uh, famous passage in uh, in choshen mishpas in reish lamedalid that if a person violates nisud rabbanon b'shogeg, he doesn't require. Any uh, any kapara uh, whatsoever, um, but the implication is a violates nisudar raisa b'shogeg. He absolutely requires kapara. So what about a person who violates nisudar raisa ba'ones? A person relies on ashkacha and he eats at a restaurant over and over and over again and has a very reliable ashkacha, and then it turns out that they were eating the veils and trefas the whole time. So that's a whole discussion. Do we say in such a case that ones is uh, is is a taina that would 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 say that he does not require kapara and what? about when it comes to Kiyum HaMitzvah? It's a big discussion in Poskim. person uh, got tefillin from the best sofa in the world and then uh, three years later he gets his tefillin checked for the first time and they open up the Shalrosh and there are three parshias there. There are no four parshias there. So all the brachas of Atala, does he need a kapara for? Is there some sort of Kiyum HaMitzvah? Does he, uh, is there some sort of kapara that's, uh, that's necessary? So all of these types of discussions are based on this sugya of, uh, of Ones. Okay, Bezrim, tomorrow we'll pick up with the Mishnah on the bottom of Amid